There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. For three days only, save up to 30% off bestsellers from First Light, FHF Gear, Phelps Game Calls, and the Meat Eater Store. They'll also have for sale the Bear Grease Trucker Hats and Camo. They're included in the sale and all the great gear on First Light. Whether you're fishing, shed hunting, scouting, sighting in rifles, or cutting lanes, your gear needs to keep up with all your spring and summer pursuits. The sale has you covered. Hurry, the sale ends May 16th. Shop now at firstlight.com, F-I-R-S-T-L-I-T-E.com. We're giving away the secrets to our method of digitally and physically finding big bucks on public ground. This mini-series is powered by Onyx, and we deep dive into what we look for on a map, how we scout it in person, and what pins we use to help us effectively hunt deer. This is Public Pins. We have made it into the south southeast part of the country on our little road trip here today in uh you know what there is a lot of in this area of the country creeks you uh-huh. know how you spell that c-r-e-e-k the it's not, a-e makes a long e sound it's long e it's yeah. not c-r-i-c-k yeah that would be crick so then you get for short for cricket uh <laughs> so these are creeks and creeks have bends and they're windy and all this kind of stuff and they're a great great place to hunt deer we hunt deer around creeks all the time and there's a really particular place a pen you could say that we like to target when we're out on public land in texas and elsewhere that we find whitetails around and that is a creek horn can you explain to me what a creek horn is, Tyler? So much emphasis, man. So much emphasis. That's right. It is not a creek corn. No. It's a creek horn. No, Jimmy, nothing. <laughs> no corn involved here. Yeah. So a creek horn is the horn of a creek. That's right. And so uh, if you look at a creek, uh, typically the more downhill gradient a landscape has, the straighter the creek goes, the faster the water goes. And whenever it hits a flatter spot, which you can use your hybrid mode or your topo mode on on X to find uh, places that are flatter than steeper, uh, a lot of times you get these um, this water coming downhill and then it gets to a flat spot that can go anywhere it wants to pretty much. So it starts to wind really just back and forth. It kind of winds through this flat spot, creates these big hooks or these bends out in the creek. And when you see one that is uh, a little more exaggerated than the others, we tend to think of them as creek horns, and they are a good place to kill a whitetail deer. Yeah, you might know it as like an oxbow or something. Some people call them that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We call them creek horns, and it's just a thing where uh, we know whitetails travel up and down these riparian areas, and it kind of concentrates the deer, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's a motif 
for scouting is that you're looking for a place that deer concentrate because you're looking to up your odds of encountering a deer you want to shoot when you're in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. That's just kind of the whole premise behind what we do when we're scouting the deer woods. That's right. So in what situation do you like hunting or what part of the season do you like hunting these creek corns? Mm, creek corns. Uh, so uh, kind of two that I can really think of um, that they work well on. I think they work really well for um, mornings mm-hmm. with deer leaving food and going back to bed because I feel like deer meander a little bit more on the way back to bed. And I feel like a lot of times deer in the evenings are kind of more on a beeline headed to food mm-hmm. often. But a lot of times it makes me think of a place that we hunt here in Texas where like you just kind of set up here and in the morning a deer might run by or walk by and then here a little bit later here comes some, some does and there's a little buck, you know, like it's a good place to kind of catch deer just kind of lollygagging before bed because they use these creeks as highways, right? Like the major trails that you're going to find uh, along a creek system are right along the creek. Mm-hmm. And the reason a creek horn is good is because if there are other minor trails or deer that are kind of meandering around out in the creek bottom, it all kind of necks down and it's mm-hmm. pretty much a funnel mm-hmm. at that point in time. Um, and <clears throat> of course, you can't mention funnels without mentioning that the rut is a great time to hunt a funnel because mm-hmm bucks are going to run around a whole bunch and if you can concentrate them and control their movements and send them through a smaller area you know that there will be more deer uh, or more bucks that come by that spot yeah so essentially this creek horn is squeezing the deer up against something else a lot of times yeah and they work really good when you find a creek horn that's kind of near a public private boundary that say that private land has some cattle pasture in it yeah yeah, yeah. Or uh, a lot of times I found uh, if you find a creek horn that comes up next to a ridge that's pretty steep, mm-hmm. then there's a gap there, a narrow chute between the ridge and the creek horn that a lot of times can uh, squeeze deer in. So Sometimes they don't like it too thin right there, though. Yeah. Like, they will end up not using it if it's like, you know, just like a couple feet or something. They're not big on that. Yeah. So talk about that and, and how how you find, find them on the map and how maybe uh, you find places that you normally would find a creek horn in a good place of travel that may get them a little bit too anxious to run yeah. through the gauntlet there. Well, it's probably the easiest thing there is to find on a map because you find a creek and you can just literally, you can find it with the aerial, you can find it with hybrid, or you can find it with topo all on onyx. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you can see where a creek bends, right? Uh, one of the things you do have to watch out on topo, however, is sometimes the old topographical layers They've just been used for forever, and creeks do meander and move through time. So, like, mm-hmm. it might not be exactly how it looks on the topo map, but it will be pretty close on the aerials normally. We didn't rank it either. What do you rank this as? Um, it's it's definitely top end. I really? think I think creek horns are like in that three to four range, something like I that. I got you. I put it a little lower than that. I think yeah. I'm more in that six or seven range on this one. Yeah. Um, I think if you can pair it with, uh, if you if you pair it with a different uh, attribute of some sorts that mm-hmm. helps you to uh, really make, you know, like I said, like with a, a ridge or something like yeah. that or a field edge, obviously those are good. But uh, other things, you know, if you find a scrape that's on the edge, on the edge of that creek horn, you know, then that's good, you know. Ooh, maybe. Um, I think that um, also when, we, when we're talking about finding these on a map, um, if you follow a creek, there's going to be bends, right, mm-hmm. and, uh, back and forth. 
this is a this is an exaggerated bend. Yeah, this is not just a normal bend. You know, yeah. like not every bend is works out as one of these, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a good thing to bring up. Where like you can imagine, uh, imagine like looking at something with a microscope, and then you kind of take the microscope away, and then you just look at it like on a sheet of paper or whatever it is, you know, on your microscope slide, it looks a lot different. Like it can look real squiggly through the microscope when you look at it, you know, with the naked eye, it's kind of straight lines. That's mm-hmm. how you need to think about creek horns. Like the little bitty squiggly bends of a creek just kind of meandering, that's not it. It would be like if you, you know, flew up in a jet plane 30,000 feet up and you look down and you can see a big, like 90 degree turn in the trajectory of a creek, mm-hmm. right? That's going to be a creek horn it's going to be one of those places that like is overly exaggerated and you Mm -hmm. were talking about you know how do you find them where they're really good pinches i think you you need um like good habitat on both sides of that creek horn so you might be looking for you know really good wooded areas or some good grasslands or whatever and then uh like we were saying if there's one kind of close to a public private boundary or a ridge you can find where there are ridges by looking at the topographical lines and you know seeing how close they are together if they're a lot closer together than they are in the the surrounding area you know that's a very steep rise and you don't want that creek horn to push right up against that because then you're just kind of talking about a creek bank and the deer aren't going to walk that you know but if you can get that to be 30 or 40 yards wide those deer feel real comfortable going through there Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so um, we, we've located our creek horn on a map and we drop a white hot X on there, like you there like you to say, and we want to go in there and look at it with our eyes. Mm-hmm. We get in there. What are we looking for in that area to help us understand if this is a spot that we need to hunt, first of all, and then how we're going to hunt it? Um, <clears throat> I think you need to make sure that that creek that you are working around is deep enough either with water or just steep banks that it's not easily crossed by deer Mm -hmm. so a deer Mm -hmm. will walk a straight line if it's the path of least resistance right and a creek that's shallow and has you know short banks they can cross that kind of willy-nilly anytime they want to right but if you take a creek that maybe has five or six feet of water in it or has like you know steep inclined banks they're not going to cross that thing just readily Mm -hmm. so they're going to walk along the edges and they're going to go around these horns Mm -hmm. i think you pair that with um trails in deer sign like you need to have a place that the deer are using actively fairly often right otherwise uh you can still go in there and not have very good sits i think the the whole idea around this creek horn is that is is that it it pushes deer down it right funnels them down and so if you get in there and the creek horn doesn't have a a trail that's pretty close to it that's beat down pretty good Mm -hmm. then it's probably not a place to hunt i mean it's not doing what you want it to do you know the reason you're there there's no you know there's probably no draw for food you know this Mm -hmm. is a place that is a transition transitional spot for deer they're typically moving through to go to bedding or to food so the trail and another thing is it's typically around these creek systems you've got a lot of water right and so it's a wet lowland area 
the trail ought to be beat down, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because of that, it's it's wetland, and if there's enough deer using it to make it worth your time, it ought to be. It ought to look like one of the better trails you've seen all season, I think. It, and and it ought to be pretty close to to that that creek horn, and it ought to be going probably in the parallel direction as the creek for the yeah. for the most part. I think too that uh, if you're not very experienced with this habitat feature. It's a pretty good thing to hang a trail camera on to maybe mm-hmm. get a better understanding of how the deer are using the area. It's uh, almost bordering on this concept we call DMA, which mm-hmm. is a deer movement area where uh, you have to have a lot of attributing factors for it to line up and be really good, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's uh, The main thing, of course, about a creek horn is the fact that it is a giant bend in the creek, but it has to have uh, some other stuff going for it for it to be a pretty good hunting mm-hmm. spot. And I feel like... I feel like a creek horn is a great place to hunt. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good place. Now, let's talk about that a little bit. What what are we looking for when we go in and we find that trail that's really beat down, it's good, and we think, okay, I need to be here on November 8th. What am, what am I looking for to hunt that place? Uh, of course, uh, a decent tree. You might be also thinking about, um, of course, wind direction, but you might be thinking about intersecting trails and how bucks are going to use it as opposed to does. You know, like you might have a situation where you have does that are going from one direction to another on the creek or on the, along the trail beside the creek. But then you might have bucks that are, you know, 10 or 15 yards off of that trail that are smelling what's going on over there at that pinch point or whatever. Mm-hmm. And anywhere you get a pinch like this, uh, there's a good chance that there's a decent amount of sign, maybe even a hub scrape around mm-hmm. that's going to you know kind of be a place for those deer to lay down sign intentionally yeah and we we actually found one of these places um and our postseason scouting uh there in texas on some some public that we were looking at trying to find some new areas and some new new spots and looking at new public and so um this this set up pretty well it was uh it was january i think when we found it we hung a trail camera and right off the bat got a pretty good deer mm-hmm. on camera right there and i think one thing that before i talk about kind of how i'd hunt it is uh, that i look at in this is also you talked about it but it's got to have good cover on both sides but if there's like um in this particular situation this is the way it happens but if there's a uh you know a lot of times those river bottoms those creek bottoms you got river bottom ash and you know some kind of like what people consider junk trees uh, down there and then there's a rise up to the kind of upland habitat you get some cedars you get more post oaks and stuff up there kind of as that rise happens and it happens pretty quick actually in this one spot next to the river bend or the creek bend and so it, just around the river bend <laughs> and so it creates that creates that kind of little funnel there this place sets up really nice you know so i think uh, for me when i think about hunting a creek horn i think about hunting it during the rut I like the thought of hunting a creek horn during the rut because you're going to get deer traveling up and down these creek systems to get to different places to check different doe bedding. And I like the idea of sitting in a tree um, that blows the wind towards the creek uh, because technically you're not really hunting anything on the other side of the creek a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also would say as kind of a caveat here, that even blowing your wind at the trail I think is okay because if, if the tree sets up best that you know if the tree, the best tree for you that sets up the best is blowing the wind at the tr- trail I think it's okay if you have an assumption about which direction the deer is coming from or if you think 
you can get a shot before the deer gets to your wind because I feel like during they're in cruising parts of the rut especially which is you know there's a good chance at all times but like say you're hunting in there at 2 2 p.m on November 7th there's a good chance that you see a deer come by a buck come by by himself cruising Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and if he comes by with a doe it's that time of year where it's like the doe is probably going to be just getting hounded you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and so there's a good chance she runs through your wind so I don't think you have to worry you know you prefer to not blow your wind at a deer Mm -hmm. but if if you feel like that's what the play is i think this is one of your best situations to set up with your wind blowing at the trail the deer are going to be coming down because you got an opportunity to shoot the deer before it gets to your wind there's also this concept that i think we need to touch on uh if you're hunting a very still day um which happens a lot in these little creek bottoms because it's kind of low country and it doesn't get a lot of wind Mm -hmm. down in there um, the water will always be colder than the surrounding air temperature. So that's going to, if it's very still, it's going to suck your wind down to the creek. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a projected day where you're going to have an east wind, but the creek is actually on the east of you. If it's a light and variable type east wind, you know, like you, you're actually going to get some west whenever you're sitting there in the tree if you're right next to that creek. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a tool you can use to kind of trick the deer's nose almost. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, man. And and it also continues our thought of this is a great place to hunt because typically your wind is going to get sucked down into the creek for the most part, and mm-hmm. that's going to help you in almost I – mean, I can't see a situation where it doesn't really help you, you know? Yeah. So uh, these are, you know, good spots to hunt. Um, now, as far as, uh, you know, you go in there, you find this place, um, and you start thinking, say you're, you're uh, in there in October or something – or September, and you find this place, you're like, man, this is going to be awesome, you know, early November. What uh, what are you marking in there um, on the map to kind of help you understand what you're, what you're looking at for next time you go in there? Uh, in this situation, it, it's kind of like those uh, stage and feeding areas and, you know, fence crossings and stuff. Like, the trail really matters mm-hmm. a lot in this situation. You're shooting deer walking down a trail or near the trail, right, mm-hmm. in most scenarios. So I think that, number one, that's the huge thing that jumps out on me is is where is the trail and how close does it get to the tree that you're trying to hunt. So I guess with that, you probably need to mark that tree that you're deciding that you're going to to uh to hunt on mm-hmm. um I, I i think that you probably of course need to figure out what wind direction that this place is going to hunt best on and try to target it on that one of the issues about these little uh or big creek horns like this is that sometimes access is tricky mm-hmm. because it's habitat all the way around this thing mm-hmm. so you have to decide what's the best way to access this without disturbing the deer and again um this is kind of where I'm a little countercultural in the whitetail world. I like mornings for this. And I, I like to hunt mornings a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a great spot to hunt a morning because you can get in a lot cleaner in a morning in this scenario than you can in the evening because the deer are not in the bed or they're not down in the deep cover a lot of times. They're up on the fields or they're up in the more open stuff, running around, especially, you know, in, in during the rut. Um, you're going to have does that are out eating and bucks that are chasing them. So you'll be able to go in, you know, in the morning 
find you know kind of the path of least resistance of course don't blow your wind at places you think there are deer but if you can get set up early i mean you can get in there just real clean yeah and have a good hunt yeah i think another thing to explore when you're talking about access is the water access because these creeks are typically like we talked about going to be bigger creeks so you have an opportunity to kayak or canoe in Mm -hmm. sometimes maybe even take a real boat in on these places you know especially if it's a river or something and so um for me um, I think a couple of things that I would mark is the actual landing spot for your boat. That's a good point. Um, so a lot of times that's like a tiny little feeder creek that feeds in. So you have a little kind of flat spot mm-hmm. to nudge it into. Um, and then also the boat ramp that you want to launch from. There's mm-hmm. a boat ramp icon that you can use on Onyx as well. So I would drop that there so you know that. And then you can use uh, line distance and work your way down the creek, which you usually can see from most aerials. And uh, just figure out, like, this is how long this uh, this boat commute is, and this is how long it will take me probably going at, you know, the speed of whatever you're utilizing, essentially. So you can plan on how uh, how early you need to get up, you know, so yeah. you know you know what time you need to get in there. Usually way too early for me, but hey, <laughs> it's real, what dude. you got to do. It's okay if by the end of the hunting season you look like you're just an old, tired man. You can just... <laughs> You know, eat a bunch of Taco Bell that spring and just feel a lot better about yourself. But uh, it's a great, great place to hunt and kill deer. If you're into this kind of stuff and feel like you need more, you can check out our Map Scout Challenge series on YouTube. These are the most comprehensive scouting videos on the internet. Make sure and subscribe while you're there. And also remember, this is your element. Living it. Hey, everybody knows Weber Grills. I've been using Weber Grills my whole life, and check it out. They got a pellet grill, the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Now, with a pellet grill, you can smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. You can go from low and slow, okay, on smoke boost mode, or crank this thing all the way to a heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full great sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood pellet grill. For three days only, save up to 30% off bestsellers from First Light, FHF Gear, Phelps Game Calls, and the Meat Eater Store. They'll also have for sale the Bear Grease Trucker Hats and Camo. They're included in the sale and all the great gear on First Light. Whether you're fishing, shed hunting, scouting, sighting in rifles, or cutting lanes, your gear needs to keep up with all your spring and summer pursuits. The sale has you covered. Hurry, the sale ends May 16th. Shop now at firstlight.com. F-I-R-S-T-L-I-T-E.com.